Good afternoon. I'm Leon Davis, and you're listening to Altitude Adjustment. It is Saturday, January the 16th, and we are, this is our first day back from our winter break, and we're all refreshed and excited about the topic that we're going to talk about today. And I want to thank you very much for joining us. We hope that you and yours have been safe. There are, um, one of the beauties of doing a once a week show is that you have uh, quite a bit of time to prepare um, and you get a little bit of hindsight over the events for the week. Um, but the downside of that is um, you might miss some topics at, that were hot before you came on the air. And um, now it's been analyzed to death. Um, we are going to not deal with directly or mostly about the recent events um, that unfolded in the Capitol. And we hope to address that in a, another show later on. <clears throat> but uh, so right now, this uh, afternoon, we're going to deal with facial recognition. Um, it, it's a part of a it's a smaller part of a large overall discussion about the use and implementation of technology. Uh, the two main issues I see are one is the utility of technology and what is technology being used for and its benefits to society and two security, how that technology can be used to adversely impact the people that it's intended to help. We're going to have that discussion coming up right now. This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Alrighty, so we are back. I want to welcome you gentlemen back. I hope that you enjoyed your vacation. Thank you for me. <laughs> Glad to be back. Well, I kind of need you. Good to be back. <laughs> I, I kind of need you. <laughs> so I kind of need it's you. It's nice to be needed. <laughs> so let me start with some uh, announcements. Um, the show is intended to pay for itself. And there are a lot of things that we can use to make the show better. And so we are offering advertising. Uh, you can visit the website if you are interested in advertising on Altitude adjustment. Now, and we hope that, um, you know, it, it, it will be beneficial for you. One of the things that is important is that I'd like to keep advertising out of the show. So we have talked to uh, Leonard and Warren and we won't be doing any in show advertising. We'll be reading any scripts for advertising. We'll be pushing any products. And, um, the advertising, if you looking to purchase advertising, we offer, well, um, you can, um, we won't, I won't be choosing, um, who can advertise as long as the product is legal and, um, I won't be, you know, uh, trying to determine and use that to control someone else's um, ideas. The idea is that small businesses like us need an opportunity and places where we can advertise that aren't costing quite a bit. A lot of the large players in advertising are taking up the big spots and they've driven up the cost of advertising. And hopefully we can provide a place for people to advertise their products and goods and services so that they can build their business. Um, also, what you'll notice is we will do, um, we have, I work to have other podcasters on. And when they come, we try to advertise their, or at least promote their podcast, and hopefully they'll uh, promote our podcast. So you will see some of that in um, the ideas. Uh, is that we build this community together and that we all benefit from it. And so going forward, we hope to um, build on that. If you get a chance to tell people about it, make sure you do tell them about it. 
Um, just go to the website and you can find all the information that you need. Some of the things that we are hoping to uh, achieve, there are positions that we need to try to make the, the podcast best better. And one of the, the things about a small business is that um, you have more needs than you have resources to fill those needs. And at this particular point, we're not making any money at this. So uh, we could use help. And if you'd like to help, um, you know, please contact one of us and uh, you can go to our website and get contact information. But we need researchers and we need copywriters. We need you know, people to work on social media advertising for the for the podcast. Uh, we also need web design, uh, maintenance on that. Um, and then we are we have, we have a lot of guests on and we're trying to make sure that we have somebody to work with the guests. So um, if you are interested in any of those, please contact us. Alrighty, with that out of the way. Well, gentlemen, so. Um, facial rec recognition. And. Second here. Facial recognition um, started uh, in the 1960s. And I thought that was interesting. Technology experts, students at universities and professionals in uh, labs all work to develop new facial recognition technology. At the 2001 Super Bowl, police in Florida used face facial recognition software to search for potential criminals and terrorists. And they found 19 people with minor criminal records Today, facial recognition is used for a variety of reasons, from signing into your phone or your computer to social media to security. And as I mentioned earlier, there are two um, major I ideas that are necessary to address in any technology implementation. And that's the utility. What is the benefit to society? And then there's the security which is how can that be used to oppress or suppress portions of our society? And I don't want to dwell on um, the security issue uh, because there are a lot of very, I think, very beneficial uh, aspects of um, facial recognition, such as um, one of the things that I thought was great was I was, um, or technology was, um, your, your phone uh, has GPS and I was interested in going to a store and I looked up on, um, Google and there was a graph showing when the business was busy and how many people were in that organ in the building or in that business during different hours. And I thought that that was an excellent way for the use of like GPS data. So, so I think there are a lot of very good uses for technology. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have maybe like a, an idea of something where you felt that that technology was beneficial for you? Oh, you're talking about recognition, correct? Uh, well, look, generally I'm talking about technology and then we'll narrow it down to facial recognition. Yeah. Well, I think, um, back to the, the cell phone, uh, GPS tracking, uh, they use that all the time. Uh, in crimes where find uh, missing people, uh, suspects that are on the run uh, by pinging their cell phone or tracking where they've been. And I think a lot of crimes have been solved that way. So that's definitely uh, a good use of that technology, uh, arresting people, solving crimes like homicides, and kidnaps, et cetera. <clears throat> that's a good use of the technology. Uh, I'm not for law enforcement not having it, but just like anything else, 
it was made for good purposes, you're going to find people who want to use it for evil purposes. Uh, you know, just doing some of the research to get ready for this show. You know, I found out they were using facial recognition. Uh, team at Stanford was trying to, was using it to make a program where they basically can tell a person's sexual identity from photographing it. Uh, also, you know, just seeing the other side of that, the city of Portland passed an expansive city ban on facial recognition technology. They don't want it in public buildings or they don't want the law enforcement to use it in any city-owned building. Yeah. I... So, you know, that shows the two ways that it could come out. Well, one of the stories... Uh... So there, there were a couple of stories, and, and I didn't uh, pull those stories out <clears throat> um, because I, I didn't, as I said, I didn't want to focus on some of the negatives, um, too much on the negatives. Uh, we do have to talk about it because I think it's a part of um, implementing technology. But there were three instances of black men who were falsely identified by facial recognition software and they were arrested and spent time in jail. And so, so there is that aspect of it. And, and when you, if our, our criminal justice system was based on the idea that it is better that 10 guilty men go free and one innocent person go to prison, go to jail. If facial recognition causes three people <clears throat> to falsely be arrested and falsely accused, yeah. is that enough to be concerned about the implementation of facial recognition software period in our society? So let me pose that question to you first. Oh, yeah, I'd say absolutely. Um, uh, and in a, any innocent person being arrested or locked up uh, is a serious concern. Hey, hey Warren, I'm going to try to get you to, to uh, boost your mic for me a little bit. Okay. Is that better? Yeah, that, now we can hear you. That's better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, anybody uh, being falsely accused, especially if they go to jail or do some time, that, that's a serious problem. So uh, we need to be concerned about that. I say, I say it's definitely a way for concern. <laughs> you know what I did? I forgot to I forgot to even turn on you guys' mics. <laughs> uh oh, so, uh oh, so they couldn't even hear you. Oh uh -oh. man, it's, you know that that coming uh -oh. back and doing things. <laughs> I am sorry, guys. No, no. I am sorry, guys. That's okay. Okay. So so let me let me go back. I'm sitting here and I'm looking at it and I'm getting levels. So I'm thinking, mm -hmm. oh, everything's fine. It's it's all going out. And then I realized um it wasn't no. that the mics were muted. <laughs> so so <laughs> they couldn't hear you anyway. They could hear me talking. Oh man, this is great. That's why I, I want to have a an engineer so that Absolutely. so that I don't have to, you know, try to manage all of that at, at one time. But you know, it <laughs> all right. So so hopefully we didn't lose anybody because they go like, oh, who's he talking to? Those guys are aren't saying anything. So so anyway, um, so let me go back and say, uh I wanted you to respond to, uh, do you think that because there was three people that got, that were arrested by falsely being recognized by facial recognition software, that that should have an impact on its implementation in society? So what you were saying, uh, Warren, well, I, I say again, I say absolutely, because it, uh, picture yourself in that situation. You are innocent and all of a sudden you get falsely accused because of some faulty technology. 
and uh, how do they make up for that for people that end up uh, going through the expense of a trial, getting locked up, traumatized, or even having to do some time? That's that's pretty serious, you know. You got to really weigh that in. And to say, you know, I agree with you, Warren, almost a hundred percent. My thing is that the original question you made, you raised about we're supposed to be a society that says we'll have 99 go free before we let one innocent person mm-hmm. go to prison. And we got the means. There's so much technology and advancement in the science of identifying criminals and identifying stuff. Why do we let an artificial intelligence computer program determine whether we put somebody in prison or not? You're still supposed to have the other, uh, I forget the word for it right now. You're still supposed to have the other evidence, yeah. especially if there's scientific evidence based that could show, okay, this person committed the crime. Like in DNA, they figured out the way they solved cases in 60s, 70s, early 80s without DNA, just your type, your blood type matched the blood type of what we found on the scene. Well, if it was A, so there, there, there's a few people that can have A. If it's O, we talking about the most pop, most popular blood type there is. Mm-hmm. Now, once they got into DNA, it helped specify. It helped throw out, you know, and, and it got us closer. So there's probably some people in prison now because they just did blood typing and DNA wasn't available to use for their cases, same way this tech has the potential of being. Well, yeah, and so and so, my question is, if if the technology imprisons three people, and some people are going to say, um, you know, that's 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 growing pains. You know, it's not. It's not yeah. a thousand people. It's not ten thousand people. It's just three people, and you know, they were eventually the, the error was caught, and they were let out of jail. And like you mentioned, these individuals were traumatized. Oh yeah, by being arrested and being accused of a crime that they did not commit, and so we're still pushing forward with. I mean, there's a lot of good that's done with facial recognition. Like yes. um, you you can get into your computer. It's easy. Um, your computer recognizes you. Um, maybe you, you, you can set up a security system in your house um, using facial recognition so that uh, if somebody who uh, is not supposed to be in your area and they've been doing it before, or they're not supposed to be in your house, the facial recognition software recognizes them and can alert um, authorities that, you know, you're being harassed. Um, it allows you to, so we've got Wi-Fi cameras that use Wi-Fi, they use facial recognition uh, that can help identify people that are, you know, moving around in your house. You, you got the internet Wi-Fi doorbells so you can, you know, look out and see who's at your door without having to open the door. So, so there right. are a lot. There, there can be a lot of very good uses for that. My concern is, is that what is the cost of of getting that? We we don't seem to we we don't seem to approach things in a cautious way. If the if the if there was a chance that people could falsely be identified by facial recognition software, why would the police use it at all? Ever? They're going to use it for the people that they catch, and when that if that facial recognition software helps the police department, let's say St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, with the amount of murder cases they get a year and all the criminal cases, 
if it helps them take 15 bad people off the street, they're going to, people are going to run and say, see, this is good. This is good. But in the example that you cited, if three innocent people get caught and get put in jail, and then all the people that sit up there and say, oh, the error was caught it five years down the line. See, it eventually caught the system corrected itself. Are you willing to be one of those when they come in and arrest you? You lose your job. You lose your house. You lose all this stuff. All five years later, oh, we made a mistake. Get up. Here you go. And now you got to try to rebuild all of that. On top of that, you got a record of a conviction conviction on your record. Employers don't stop and listen to, oh, it was a mistake. Let me explain. All they see is on your record, you were caught and you were convicted. And they stopped there. Nothing else go, goes past that. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. I know you care about the environment and maybe you want to learn more about sustainability and climate action. Then join me on the Climate Conscious Podcast where my guests and I discuss the issues of sustainability related to the Caribbean and beyond. Together we'll explore practical solutions for managing our impact on the planet. Tune in every other Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me on Instagram at The Climate Conscious. Experience Altitude Adjustment, a weekly podcast about people, politics, and professions. It's built around user interaction, so join the conversation by visiting the Lions Den stl.wixsite.com forward slash home. Okay, so were you guys able to hear those? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, so that was one of the things that I wanted to work on was um, I could play video, but you couldn't hear it on that end. So we've solved that problem. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, with that being the case, uh, I have been doing podcasting long enough. I see a lot of I've, I've used videos where people have talked about things that they've done in their podcasts to help make their podcast better. So I'll put something together about um, my learning experience, my growth in podcasting. Mm -hmm. Getting back to um, facial recognition. Um, so, so facial recognition software uh, is being perfected as we speak. Microsoft had a um, facial recognition database called Microsoft Celeb, MS Celeb. Uh, the, the database was originally published in 2016. It, it was described by Microsoft as the largest publicly available facial recognition data set in the world and used to train facial recognition systems by global tech firms and military researchers. Now, more than 10 million images of some 100,000 people were in, included in this database. Now, the people whose photos appeared in this set uh, were not asked for consent because the individuals were considered celebrities, the images were pulled from the internet under a Creative Commons license. Um, the data, it, what they found out was that the data also con uh, contained images of um, what the Financial Times website calls arguably private individuals, such as security journalists and authors. Now, Microsoft, which has, uh, which was um, I'm sorry, Microsoft Celeb, which was uncovered by Berlin-based researcher Adam Harvey, um, who Adam, Adam Harvey runs a project called Megapixels, which reveals data uh, details on databases such as this, says that even though Microsoft Celeb has been deleted, its contents are still being shared around the web. You can't make a data, data set disappear. Once you post it and people download it, it exists on hard drives, all over the world. Microsoft yeah. has been vocal about its desire to properly regulate facial recognition technology. The company's president, Brad Smith, appealed directly to Congress last year to take some steps to manage the tech, which he says has broad social ramifications and potential for abuse. Such are the company's concerns that it even blocked the sales of the tech 
to California police forces. So Microsoft created a database to help further the um, development of facial recognition software. Then they realized the potential for abuse. They deleted the database, but like everything else that's posted to the internet, Mm-hmm. It never is going to go away. So the damage is done. Right. The damage is done. Um, and so, so one of the, the concerns and, you know, dovetailing on what we talked about before the break was we are t- rushing to implement technology without full comprehension of the potential for misuse and abuse. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. once the genie is out of the bottle, it's it's, it's gone. You can't do anything about it. And put it back. You can't put it back. So, so do we, slow down on technological advances until society catches up with how to use that technology safely? Or do we continue to rush headlong into implementing technology? Well, I I think part of the problem there is that when something big and something new hits the market, hits the world, and it's and it becomes available uh everybody wants it this is powerful this is record-breaking technology i mean we can do this we can do that and before or without people sitting down and really doing some deep thinking into the possible damage that could be done uh it's dangerous because what like you said once it gets out there once it's on the internet it's not going back. And so I think um, people need to come together and, and discuss the dangers of this technology before they actually release it or before they start using it, you know, uh, even behind closed doors. Once they start doing that, you know, then it's uh, it's dangerous because you don't know what uh, untrustworthy sources might do. Uh, going back to that uh, earlier statement, when when they denied the technology to the police, <laughs> you know that's 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 bad because uh, they figure the cops are going to abuse it, and so you got to really think about it, wh- what you put out there. So so here's here's my thought. What what we know about everything. Every, almost every technology that I can think of, the automobile, bicycles, uh, go-karts, you name it, someone has abused it. Yeah. You can't think of a technology. I can't think of a technology. Mm-hmm. that has not been abused. And and I'm going to hit you with this one, and then I'm going to circle back on this. So there are <clears throat> adult toys <laughs> with technology right. built into them. I didn't know that. I, I didn't, I had, I found it in my research. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there are adult toys with this technology built in. A Canadian company mm-hmm. paid $4.2 million because they were monitoring people who use their adult toy without telling them. Mm. 
Without telling who? Well, without telling the people that they sold the toys to. Well, just right now, everything that's made gets some kind of computer technology in it that can be used to track you or find you. Uh, cars, they got some kind of chip now. Any Almost everything run by computer, your phone. Everything run by computer, some kind of technology to follow you. And that's what they have with this facial recognition software. It's another way to follow you. Like you said, it helps. But there's always somebody out there whose brain just works to use it for bad purposes. Um, we're always going to have that. Right. Or it'll always be there. So, so uh, two things you brought up, and I said I was going to circle back. So here's some of the the things that in our everyday lives that we use that we may not stop and think about on second hand. So there's, um, I call it surveillance society, voice recognition software via Alexa or OK Google. Mm -hmm. Uh, closed circuit TVs that are placed around cities and um, you go into businesses, um, you know, even cameras, you know, at your home, there's facial recognition software, there's GPS and location data, there's fingerprint readers, there's when you go to a website, uh, they do what they call browser browser fingerprinting. So when you go to a mm -hmm. website, they take information about your configuration and save mm -hmm. it so that they can identify you the next time you come to that site. Yeah. There's IP tracking. There's web surf tracking. Uh, Facebook tracked, had an issue where they tracked people who even weren't on Facebook. Uh, and this one caught me yeah. off guard. Your Rumba, that computer vacuum cleaner that you sit on the floor and then runs by itself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. your Rumba can be saving a floor plan of your house and uploading it to somebody else. <laughs> it can be hijacked. Internet security doorbells your smart TV, and I think we've, you know, we've heard about this. Your smart yep. TV can watch you. Right. Can track which programs you watch, what you like. Your Bluetooth headphones can be hijacked to spy on you. Hmm. To listen in You're on confused. you. <laughs> and then, the, as I mentioned, um, the Canadian manufacturer WeVibe collected data about temperature and vibration intensity, revealing intimate information about uh, customers without their knowledge. And, and so, as you mentioned, you know, there's technology in so much of the things that we do and use on a daily basis. And mm -hmm. then that information is used unsavory against you and companies mm -hmm. like Facebook want to claim how much of a benefit it is to you. Well, they pay, they get paid hmm. by companies to provide these database information things to you. Like this one study I was reading where they were saying that it was a research study done at Stanford University back in 2017 and where they had the computers that could tell your sexual preference by photos of people. They were just shown photos. And they, they was like, well, you know, we understand about this type of technology, but it shouldn't be out there because one of the bad things about it, it could only identify truly white males and white females. And what it what it and what it said about it, you know. And they got third data from 
a dating website or whatever where people put in all this stuff about what kind of date they want. That was their that was their research pool and where they drew this data from. So you know, Facebook is catching all kinds of data about you. These different websites to put in cookies. I guess that was the first term of a low-tech way to surveil you. Uh, they surveil you through your camera and your computer. And they got so many ways to surveil you. They surveil your car and give a GPS to where you go. That's basically what they routed at GM on store, where you can push the button to call in, or if your car is being stolen, you can call them, police can call them, and they can switch your car off. While you're in the middle, while he's in the middle stealing, but what about the owner and his family driving to get away from danger and somebody call and give them the wrong information intentionally mm -hmm. and they cut the car off so you couldn't escape. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at, there's a bright side of this technology and a dark side as well. I agree. And so I'm struggling with the idea. So, so technology, uh, laws are only as good as the people that implement them. And so we know that, or we, it has been customary. I don't even like that. It has been we have noted that every technology has been used for bad or used against people in some form or another. Um, That's true. And so, so I'm asking the question, Is it realistic to think that we should slow down on implementing technology until we can find a way to safely implement the technology so that it is not used against folks? Or do we continue to full steam ahead um, implementing technology and just live with the consequences and hope that for the best that we don't run headfirst into something we can't control. And, and part of why I say that is, um, artificial intelligence is the, one of the new horizons of technology. Mm -hmm. And when you, I, I, I remember the first robo calls, they were very stiff and robotic and mm -hmm. you knew it was a robot recently. I've gotten calls where it, I had to wait for several seconds to recognize if the, if the person, the voice coming from uh, the other side was a computer or not, whether they responded to my actions or behaviors or whether they paused long enough for me to say something and they, then the computer recognizes that I didn't respond in a way that they wanted me to. And then it did, you know, and then it went on with its script. They're trying to make computers. They're trying to make computers that have normal human conversation so that you can't even tell if it's a computer or a human. Mm -hmm. And so what then is the benefit of that? How, how can that be so, you know, that can be so misused. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the robocall thing has gotten so far out of hand now. And it's like you say, it's constantly evolving. You don't know who it is, what it is that most people nowadays, like if they don't recognize the number and they don't know the source, they don't even answer it or, or you know, just hang up. That's just how bad it is. But then you got a lot of the, the uh, population you got vulnerable people that just don't think and they they trust people and things like that and they end up getting taken advantage of so you know 
you got to look at the motive behind technology because technology is constantly coming out it's evolving but in the society we live in what what are the main motivations you got convenience you know looking at things that can save us time make things easier for us then we got the big motivator which is profit if people can make money off something <laughs> they'll put it out there no matter how harmful, how unethical, and they'll try to justify it. So we need some checks and balances on uh, the negative side of the technology, you know, and I think we probably have to lean on government a little bit for that, you know, to, to say, hey, this is not safe or this is unethical, this should be legal. So that's, I think that's where we are. We, we just can't allow anything and everything to be put out into society. So we have to determine what's safe and what's acceptable. I I, I, mm -hmm. I get you, and and I'm glad you you brought that up about um, legislating that. Mm -hmm. So our Congress wouldn't let um, technology some agencies upgrade their technology because, you know, for whatever reason, and I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was the um, um, Veterans Affairs. They, they wouldn't let them automate the records. They, oh, wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't let, um, they wouldn't let them do a study on mm -hmm. gun violence. So, so they, they don't regu regulate Facebook has been allowed Facebook and, and Google have been allowed just free reign, just run the streets amok. Um, some of it is because they don't understand technology and some of it is that they, they're donors are big technology. And some of it is they just don't understand the technology. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I said that, but, um, <laughs> but how do we, how do we re regulate the technology in a time enough, timely enough manner that that we can try to avoid some of the pitfalls because the way we implement technology now is implement the technology and then wait for the pain. That's true. That's pretty much true. Well, the thing with regulation, they, if they make regulation, they gotta have it targeted specific with this technology. You gotta be specific with it. Uh, and then, you, you know, there's big money interest behind this. So when it comes to making legislative regulation, you know they up there buying their politicians to soften the regulation or refuse it. Like you mentioned earlier, this, uh, one of the things in our society they refuse to regulate is guns. They refuse to regulate guns and you know, we rather, there's people in our country rather see a first grade class of kids get shot up than put any type of sensible gun regulation on the table. And the NRA, which is involved in so many scandals of its top leadership, uh, won't allow any talk of gun regulation. They start buying, usually conservative lawmakers, who put the stamp on it or the lawmakers bring the people to the table and let them write the law. Mm -hmm. so, so should we hold off the trend of technology so they can get laws that can keep up the control? I don't think that's real. That's not going to happen. Because the first thing you do is people are going to start talking about their problems and how much this is going to hurt the country and all that. And so you you, you always you almost always got to beat it with that 
unless the whole lot of the population turns against you. But you've always got to be it. So I don't think it's going to happen. I think you can look at some after past and pass some things before it hurt people. Or sometimes you got the evidence already, such as Portland banning the facial recognition in the city and the county. I mean, in the city and public, public buildings and private areas. You got evidence of what's done because it's been out there before. But somebody can't say, but the FBI is using facial recognition to help people that went to the Capitol and tried to overthrow our government last week, a week before last. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you got, you gonna always have arguments. There was people that argued that didn't want the car. They didn't want the car to get popular. They was arguing against that technology. They wanted to keep us a horse and buggy side. Uh, so the cars and trucks are gaining control of the road. Uh, people, those companies went out of their way to put public transit train systems out of business because they want you. They don't want you riding that trolley the two miles to your house after you get off work. And you, they want you to drive a car. You got to buy tires. You got to buy gas. So that's how a lot of public transit systems went out. Because all of these automobile-associated people wanted people in cars. They didn't want you on the train. And so they bought a lot of these public systems and took them out of service and had the cars cut down for metal, the train cars cut down for metal, all this kind of stuff. So everybody can buy cars. And we're cost society. With technology, it's going to be the same way. So, it's going to be the same way. so I'm, I'm glad you brought up the um, insurrection, <clears throat> insurrection on the the sixth. I think it was. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of people had on masks. A lot of the people in some of the pictures that I saw had masks on. Uh-huh. Um, but. They could be tracked using their cell phone. Yes. They could be tracked using their cell phone. So, so is that a good use of the technology to, you know, you've got, you've got this big event happening. You've got uh, a lot of people doing something that is dangerous to the society as a whole. Um, And so you can use this GPS data to track because, um, and, and there's an article. So, um, a lot of the, the websites that I used to put together a lot of data, I've put in the description of, um, the podcast. So if you go, if you find the podcast on Facebook or, um, Twitch, uh, or you find it on uh, Apple or you know iTunes or Google's Play Store, you 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 can track down that information. And one of the articles talked about um, all of your cell phone data, whichever tower your your phone pings off of, that information is being tracked and saved someplace. So they can tell mm-hmm. your if you've got an app on your phone, that app knows what stores you visit, where you go. Um, and, and that's how they, we talked about that in, in one other show where uh, Target mm-hmm. uh, can tell which aisles you walk down in the store <laughs> mm-hmm. because the app tracks your your usage, your, you know. Your movements. Your movements. And so is this level of I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there's, there's good things. I mean, you, you want to be able to uh, get those people who were, who, you know, killed that officer, who smashed windows, who stole items out of the Capitol, who people defecated and urinated in offices. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of behavior can't be allowed because the more people get away with it, the more people that, you know, feel that it's acceptable to use that. But because the, the technology is so invasive to help control that, I mean, we don't have enough officers to sit and watch everything. And so technology can then be an extension of that. The concern is, should it be an extension extension of that? Because let's say, <clears throat> let's say you did use the data of people's cell phones. What if a mother gave her daughter or a daughter gave her mother her cell phone and then that cell phone was at the event. That cell phone was what? That cell phone was was found to be at the event, at the insurrection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now you've got somebody that may get a bad uh, rap um, off that data. So 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 I can see where the there's big, big, big benefits, but you know, if it's not used properly, if it's not used in conjunction with something else, like um, your phone is pinged at an event, um, and then. You know, there's some other evidence that shows you were at that event, like facial recognition or mm-hmm. audio capturing, um, mm-hmm. you know, to help support that hypothesis. But in order to do that, it exposes everybody mm-hmm. to the surveillance state. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm really torn about how can we safely implement this technology so that it's not painful to make it useful because now it's painful. Well, what I say is make the decision one way or the other. In the case of what happened in Washington, a good use for it because you had people there to do some harm by their own admission to do some harm to people to overturn a righteous result of our election. They were taking over the country. We fought a civil war to make sure a knucklehead wouldn't be in our nation's capital carrying a Confederate flag. When, you know, most people jump all crazy and talk about the racism of the Confederate flag. When I see the Confederate flag, the first thing I think of is you people fired and had armed armed insurrection against the country of the United States. Mm -hmm. The Confederates fired first. They tried to take over the country because they wanted to keep slavery, among other things. Correct. Uh, Here they are, and here they are now doing this crap again. And yeah, the FBI is using it to track them down. You the knuckleheads got on Facebook saying, look what I did. See what I did? And they tracked them down. Now they have a whole bunch of people trying to erase accounts. But the FBI just going to go to the companies with uh, subpoenas and say, pull up these accounts that just got erased. Like one person, it was a woman who was a real estate broker out in San Francisco, California. And then they looked to find out she got tickets to fly to D.C. to be there during the day that the riot happened. And then they caught her on, on they caught her on a picture. They she put on her social media account. I mean, that's a good use of this technology. And that is, unfortunately, we're gonna have people that look at evil, just like us having the internet. Great. It is great. Uh, I just remember, like Marilyn and I talked, when we were kids and we wanted to look up somewhere to go, if you didn't have Encyclopedia Britannica on, 
and can find your information, you had to go look up through the library. Now, you can put that stuff in the internet and find all kinds of information about it. So that's good. But now, the internet has allowed all of these con men and con women to run their cons on the internet and jet people out of their money. That's the bad thing with it. A bad people going to figure out bad things to do with it. It's always going to be criminals out there to take advantage of anything. That's the problem, you know. Yeah, that's one problem. Not how to prosecute them when that happens and educate the public to be aware of uh, the scams and stuff that's going on. But the technology, I don't think it's going anywhere. It's going to be used. So we just have to be smart about it. Uh, you know, I agree I, with you 100%. I, 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 am a, I am afraid that you're right, that, that we're going to continue to uh, move fast and break things. Mm -hmm. um, as um, Facebook uh, Zuckerberg says, that we will go ahead and implement technology um, and then we will look and see what damage is done and then try to yeah. fix it. And my concern is, is that we're going to, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Finish with and you. so my concern is, is that we're going to implement some technology that by the time we recognize that it's breaking things, it will be mm -hmm. too late. Right. We will have done irreparable yeah. damage. And when I say, uh, so artificial intelligence, and, and, you know, you watch a lot of, I watch a lot of science fiction. I absolutely love science fiction. I do too. And one of the things in science fiction is uh, like Terminator. Um, so they implemented uh -huh. uh, um, artificial intelligence Computers realized that the problem was humans and they determined to eliminate humans. <laughs> so, so there are people who, who say that's, that's such a far flung, um, far flung ideology that computers aren't going to do that. But well. But just as, you know, like you said, there are always people who wanted to do, to do things, to do things that they shouldn't do with stuff. Mm -hmm. So they create a, an artificial intelligence. They don't put any safeguards in place. And, and then we have a catastrophe. Yeah, but don't in a way, don't the computers kind of emulate or imitate what humans do? For example, we got uh, we had this insurrection at the Capitol building. We got uh, one party or one ideology that literally attacked the other because they disagreed with what they were doing and they thought they were right and the other side was wrong so they just went in and and tried to take over so that's not intelligence that's humans i agree and that's and that's that's exactly why i'm saying that the policy that we have now for implementing in technology and that means we'll we'll put it in place we'll use it and then we'll deal with the problems later Mm -hmm. is a bad way to do it okay. because because people are emotionally driven and they yep. do attack other people and they will build systems designed to attack before building a system that's designed to not attack because the idea is if i have power I will implement what I can to maintain or increase that power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Facebook. Power is, uh, that's a human uh, dilemma, you know, the desire for power. Yeah, Facebook. Facebook saw the damage that they did. Mm -hmm. 
and they didn't undo it. They tried to justify doing it and to ease fears by saying, you know, we've implemented this and we've implemented that to try to um, keep this from happening again. But the one thing that they can't do is promise that it won't happen again because they still have the same philosophy of break things first. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So we actually are out of time for today. I'm going to give you a chance to, did you have anything that you wanted to last um, comment you wanted to make? Well, I, I just think that uh, technology can be beneficial but it can also be harmful. There's a lot of um, uh, things to discuss. Uh, when Leonard started talking about regulation, that's another thing that uh, we actually uh, fight over because um, <clears throat> for example, when the, when the insurrection occurred, people were saying it was instigated by someone's speech. And so now people are arguing over what is free speech under the constitution. Some side, some side with, you can say what you want to say. Another side says, no, you can't harm, do harm. So we haven't even figured that out. As long as old as the constitution is, we still haven't settled that conversation. Any last comments, Leonard? Yeah, uh, as far as the speech goes, it's been part of federal law for years and years and almost other state laws. You can't, well, if you incite a riot, you're in trouble. Like you can't stand up in, in the theater and go fire. If you incite insurrection, there's laws against that. You can be, and, and you participate in the insurrection. You go to prison. The problem is you're giving the president this power to to give pardons. And the test is going to be, can he pardon himself? And can he pardon people who don't have no charges against him at the time he pardons? And that's what the, that's what the, that's what the uh, challenge is going to be. And I, I say if he pardoned himself, you challenge that. You take him, you arrest him anyway when he's leaving office on inauguration day. Once Joe Biden takes the oath of office, they should have a camera showing Donald Trump get handcuffed around his weight, around his wrist. So it's just about you can't you 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 with freedom. As I learned when I took constitutional law class, comes responsibility. You don't just get to indulge in your freedom, and you have no responsibility for what happens after that. Like my freedom stopped at the door. Where your freedom begins, Warren. Warren, your freedom stop at the door where Leon's freedoms begin. Leon's freedoms and rights stop at the door where my rights begin. So neither one of us can take our constitutional freedom and just roll over any other any others. All right. You, you so know, we're, it has we're five stop. minutes over. So I hate to cut you off. Um, <laughs> uh, we did get a, a comment. Uh, T-E-F- T-E-U-F-E-L-9191 says that I enjoyed the short bit I caught of your stream. And I really appreciate you tuning in. And I thank you. Tooth is fine. Well, thank you, Tooth. We really appreciate you uh, uh, commenting. Right. Um, you know, please share the stream if, uh, if you get an opportunity. We really appreciate it. We're here every Saturday um, at 2 p.m. Central. Uh, every Saturday at 2 p.m. Central. So we're back and we most certainly welcome you and you're more than welcome to participate in the discussion. The hope is uh, this podcast is designed uh, for user interaction. So we want you to participate. Um, thank you very much. And we'll be back next week. Peace, everybody. Peace, love, and chicken grease. Episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website 
the lionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.